Hey, Keystoners, welcome to another KSOM mini stone. Because it's a mini, I am going to skip any announcements or shout outs, but I do have to say that this story was recommended to me by Keystoner and KSOM house musician, Jay Root. Thanks, Jay. And of course, we have to get into a Keystone state of mind. As always, I'll be enjoying an ice-cold can of Keystone Light while I tell you today's short story. It was just after dark when the truck started down the hill that leads into Scranton, Pennsylvania. That clip you just heard was the beginning of a song called 30,000 Pounds of Bananas by Harry Chapin. It was written about the incident that we're talking about today. I'd like to play the song in its entirety because it's a fucking cool song. But I, of course, do not own the rights to it. So I will just put the link to the song on YouTube in the show notes. And I totally urge you to check it out. One, because it kind of rocks. And two, because we are going to be referencing it a little bit in this episode. On Thursday, March 18th. 1965. Truck driver Eugene Seske was hauling a 15-ton load into Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just before the afternoon rush hour, Seske was headed down Route 307 into Scranton's business district. He hit a stretch of road that was notorious for its steep decline. Seske tried to downshift. He tried to hit the brakes. But a mechanical failure? made it impossible to slow the semi down. When he realized he was in trouble, he began honking and flashing his headlights to warn the other drivers. Even with his best evasive maneuvering, Seski was unable to avoid the cars in his path. As he approached the town, Seski opened his door and stood on the running board, yelling at pedestrians to get out of the way. The truck was out of control for a stretch of over a mile and hit speeds over 90 miles per hour. At the end of its rampage, the truck plowed into two houses and came to rest on its roof, narrowly missing the fuel tanks of a nearby service station, spilling its contents all over the roadway. You guessed it, 30,000 pounds of bananas. There were several serious injuries but the only person who was killed was Eugene Seske. He was 33 years old. Eugene Seske worked for a small trucking company owned by Fred Carpentier. He was the breadwinner for his young family, a wife, a 10-year-old son, and two baby daughters. 
On March 18, 1965, he was driving a 1950s Brockway diesel with a 35-foot trailer. He had picked up a load of bananas from the boat piers in Newark, New Jersey, and was delivering them to the A&P warehouse on Scranton's south side. Susky was nearly to his destination when he hit that notorious stretch of road. At this point, Route 307 drops 500 feet in elevation in only a mile and a half. So it's a super steep hill. And this was pretty common knowledge to truck drivers. In 1965, the law was that trucks over 21,000 pounds had to go down the hill in first gear. And there were plenty of signs to let you know that. Based on all of the research I did, Susky did try to downshift, but the clutch malfunctioned and he could not get into a low gear. And carrying such a heavy load, the brakes did him no good either. So the truck is barreling down the hill at 90 miles per hour, and Seski is doing everything he can to keep the people in the other cars safe. But there's only so much he can do. He cannot control this 30,000 plus pound rig. I don't know how much... uh, 1950s Brockway diesel ways without a 30,000 pound load of bananas, but probably a lot. I couldn't even hazard a guess, really. So all he could really do was warn the other drivers, honk his horn, flash his lights, try and let them know they need to get the fuck out of the way because this is serious. And for the most part, his warnings worked. The other drivers were able to get off the road enough so that no vehicle was hit like full force. But the trailer did sideswipe numerous vehicles as it swayed back and forth on the roadway. And 15 people were injured. Not counting Eugene Susky, of course. We'll get to that. The worst injury occurred to a young man named Bill Shoemaker. He was 22 years old, and he was driving with his wife, his one-month-old daughter, his brother, and his sister-in-law in the car. He saw the truck coming and the flashing lights and the honking horn, and so he was able to get up on the sidewalk, on the curb. But the trailer sideswiped his car, and he was pretty seriously injured. He ended up needing over 100 stitches just in his head but he did make a full recovery. One of the women in his car, Diane Shoemaker, she also received head injuries. She was 18. Now, I'm unsure if that was Bill's wife or his brother's wife, because they're obviously both named Shoemaker. So I don't know which person's wife this was, but Diane Shoemaker was injured, also made a full recovery. The only other person that I was able to identify that got hurt that day was a 25-year-old man named William Dix, who had a fractured leg. And all of the injuries came from people in cars. None of the pedestrians were injured. And we can thank Eugene Seske for that, too. 
because as his truck is flying down this hill, he got out of the cab and stood on the running board. Well, I've seen he stood on the running board or the gas tank, you know, whatever solid surface is there for him to stand on. But he got out in order to warn pedestrians to get out of the way. He's screaming to these people like, please don't let me kill you today. <laughs> like, he was desperate. All my research, all the articles I read, said that the truck came to rest after it crashed into two houses. But I found a picture on Google, and it did show the truck near two houses, but it didn't seem to have actually crashed into them. If it did, it didn't do much damage to the homes, thankfully. And as far as I can tell, no one in these homes was injured. If the truck had gone just a couple hundred more feet, it would have crashed into a service station, almost certainly creating a huge gasoline explosion. Many of the witnesses believe that Eugene Seske flipped the truck purposely so it would not crash into that service station, avoiding a huge fucking massacre. And everybody who was there that day regards Eugene Seske as a hero. Even Bill Shoemaker, who had a hundred stitches in his head. If it wasn't for his actions that day, so many more people could have been hurt and killed. Eugene could have just bailed out, jumped out the door, tuck and roll, hope for the best, and let the truck go on its rampage by itself. But he didn't. And he had to have known that he was risking his life for the safety of others. And he made that conscious decision in a split second. And that's why, to this day, Eugene Seske is regaled as a hero in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Eugene was the only one killed in that accident. He was decapitated on impact. This all occurred only 12 blocks from his home. Following this accident, the law regarding trucks on Route 307 changed. This stretch of road, this steep decline, is now closed to trucks over 21,000 pounds. They have to take an alternate route. Good call. So now let's talk about Harry Chapin's song, 30,000 Pounds of Bananas. The accident occurred in 1965. Harry Chapin heard about it, wrote a song about it, and released it in 1974. Like I said, it's a cool fucking song. But the people of Scranton don't really love it. This is not a sad song. It's a quite upbeat song that kind of makes fun of the incident a little. There's a couple of specific lyrics that really stick in the craw of Scrantonians. Scrantonians? Is that a word? Keystoners from Scranton 
please let me know if that is proper terminology. If not, what is the right word? Please and thanks. Anyways, a couple lyrics were really not well received by some listeners. One of these is, quote, He passed a sign that he should have seen. Shift to low gear, a $50 fine, my friend. End quote. That line in the song makes it sound like Eugene Seske just didn't pay attention or disregarded the signs to shift to a low gear, when that is not the case. There was a mechanical failure, most likely with the clutch. So these people who regard Eugene Seske as a hero don't want anybody painting him as an incompetent truck driver or someone who doesn't pay attention to warnings. They did not like that. Another lyric says, quote, It was then he lost his head, not to mention an arm or two, before he stopped. End quote. So this, of course, is making light of Eugene Seske being decapitated. Not in the best taste. Then, at the end of the song, Harry Chapin says how an old man on a bus told him the story of 30,000 pounds of bananas. And then he sings in an old man voice. So it's more than a little disrespectful to the memory of Eugene Seske. I get that. But it's a cool fucking song. The song was hated by the people of Scranton as soon as it came out. Cancel culture before that even became a term. Okay, guys, if you promise not to tell anyone, I'll play the song. We've got to close with it. So, zippy the lippy and stay keystone, my friends. After dark when the truck started down The hill that leads into Scranton, Pennsylvania Carrying 30,000 pounds Of bananas Carrying 30,000 pounds Hit it, big jump Of bananas It was a young And he was carrying the next day's pasty fruits For everyone in that cold scarred city Where children play without despair In backyard slag piles and folks manage to eat each day About 30,000 pounds of bananas Yes, just about 30,000 pounds Dream it again, John Of bananas The sign that he should have seen Saying shift the low gear A fifty dollar fine, my friend He was thinking perhaps About the warm breath woman
someone who was waiting at the journey's end He started down the two-mile drop The curving road that wound from the top of the hill He was pushing on through the shortening miles That ran down to the depot Just a few more miles to go Then he'd go home and have her ease His long cramped day away And the smell of dirty thousand Yes, the smell of 30,000 pounds of banana. He was picking up speed as the city spread its twinkling lights below him. But it paid no heed as the shivering thoughts of the night's delights went through him. Slowing down, but the pedal floored easy without a sound. He said, Christ, it was funny how he had named the only man who could save him now. He was trapped inside a dead end hillside, riding on his fear hunchback. Was everywhere one of those yellow green? I'm telling you, 30,000 pounds of bananas. Yes, there were. Yards along the hill that leads into Scranton, Pennsylvania. All those thirty thousand pounds of banana. Of mashed bananas. 